welcome to the Utopian Podcast. This is your host, Zachary Davis. For this episode, I'm going to be doing something slightly different. Indeed, I won't be speaking to a guest. I'll simply be talking into my microphone about my experience of getting injured as a pianist and then recovering and the psychology of this whole process as well. And I think that this is a, a really important topic to cover, and I'll get on to that in a second. But before I do, I'd like to just point out that this is the final episode of season one of the Utopian Podcast, and I'd like to thank all of my listeners, yes, you, for following me on this journey of podcasting. It has given me the opportunity to speak to such a brilliant array of guests to discover how they make music, how they think about music and how they articulate it, which I suppose is what this podcast is all about. And without listeners, is a podcast really a podcast? I don't know. But I suppose such epistemological questions can wait for another episode, maybe in season two. So what will I do in this episode? So as I said, I want to talk about the process of injury and recovery and the psychology therein. But I was a little bit confused, probably for a month, about how to go about doing this because I knew I wanted to do it by myself. I knew that I, I knew that I wanted to do it, but how to do it was a particular issue. My initial instinct was to go through it chronologically, but frankly, this is not a, a very cathartic experience. And moreover, to go through it cathartically takes quite a while. So. I want this episode to be perhaps on the slightly briefer side, but nevertheless informative. So I want to narrow down my experience to perhaps some of the lowest lows and also some of the most encouraging highs as well that came from this experience, as well as in the end to provide some advice and insight in how to minimize the risk of getting injured in other words, prevention. And I should put a disclaimer out there that I'm not a clinician in any way, although I am uh, in touch quite a lot now with Penelope Roskell, who is a clinician, as well as a concert pianist, and helps a lot of injured pianists herself. She's also released a book called The Complete Pianist, which uh, I think is a, a must read for piano students. And I recently did, <laughs> too unashamedly, plug an episode of mine, a podcast with her, which makes the first part of this uh, mini-series, if you will. So do check all of those things out. The information is available on my social media and in the description of the former episode. So that's what I'll be doing. And I, I also want to cover why I'm doing this, because to some who might not have been injured or known anybody who's been injured, this might be a slightly strange thing to do. It might even appear uh, egocentric, solipsistic, you name it. Uh, and actually, it's... I, I don't think it is. And I, I just want to explain the uh, psychology of a, a person going through injury to anyone who might be unaware. And that is that when you're in the deepest pit of uh, psychological experience from injury very few things can actually lift you out. You don't want to listen to music. You don't want to even think about the piano. You don't want to see anybody else playing the piano. 
And personally, one of the few things that helped to keep me going, to remind myself that there was a, potentially a path out of this, and there was, was knowing that other people had gone through a similar experience, some worse, some not as not as bad, but still significant. And the ability to acknowledge that really, really gives a sense of hope and not in a dangerous way at all. Something that is, is really quite just um, warming, I would say. I think that's probably the, the, the best word for it. And so whether, whether I succeed at doing that in this episode, I don't know. But I feel... I, I feel a certain responsibility to contribute towards the the canon of injury experience so that if anybody else in the future is going through something like this, they know that a student with a lot of work on at the moment running a podcast went through a certain experience with, in my case, my hands and how this student decided to go about dealing with it so that's why I'm doing it so yes let's jump right in so the worst experience wow well I should probably just describe what it exactly was wrong with my hands and then I will go into uh, some of the worst uh, periods I suppose so uh, I had at first back pain which then probably as directly um, influenced maybe some shoulder pain. And then I developed uh, an RSI in my right wrist and thumb. And uh, my the movement in my hand completely seized up. Now, I wasn't actually panicking too much at the beginning because I thought maybe I've just done something and it will recover within a couple, you know, a week or something. Six months later, maybe, yes, but uh, it, it did take uh, a while. And what happened then is that I could put no pressure on my arm. And and as I said, I, to cut a long story short, uh, I went to see the physio and I dealt with that. But I was left with a kind of residual pain. And this is where it is linked to my worst experience, because this pain is kind of the after effect of an RSI in the hand at least where there's an awful lot of nerve endings and I had this burning sensation it's not like you're putting your hands in boiling water a bit more like sunburn under your skin for example and I would wake up every morning for about two months with it in both of my hands because eventually my, my left hand developed a, a, this, exactly the same issue and, and it would metastasize into my forearm and into my elbow and so when when it was in my hands and forearms and elbows waking up in the morning to that is just not very pleasant and and then for it to go on for about two months is just is well it's 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 quite challenging to bear to say the least because it's a, a constant reminder uh, that despite the fact that I had quite a bit of strength in my hands at that time, I felt constantly conscious of the fact that I might do something 
to have develop a relapse, which I actually did. Um, so the next thing that I'd like to cover is just the fact that for me, I ended up having a period of injury, recovery, and then relapse of injury before a, a, a more long-term recovery. And I have to say that just generally, this is a, a very difficult thing to go through because you then experience the hope of recovery and then and then suddenly it's taken away from you again. But it also makes you much, much, much more careful and conscious about how you go about recovering in the second time. So, and, 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 and indeed I was, I was much more um, careful in reintegrating the piano into my life. And that involved many of the pieces of advice I hope to give at the end of this podcast. Now, there was one single event that sticks out above all others that wasn't over a long period of time, but as I said, a single event. And this was when I had to learn for my, a module at my university, an ensemble performance module, essentially a chamber music module, Brahms's Sonata for Violin and Piano in D minor. And I had to learn the piano part, obviously. And this is a, a very challenging piece. And uh, I was doing it with a, a friend of mine who is a, a very good violinist. And I this was happening simultaneously to my experience with injury. So she was progressing for several weeks. I had to take a break for about a month. I then tried to start again. Uh, that's when the relapse eventually happened. But I couldn't get enough learnt at full tempo fast enough. Something was wrong with my technique at that point that I couldn't seem to get this piece under my fingers. And I thought maybe that would be okay, that, you know, by the exam date, I'll have it under control. But of course, my friend who was graduating that year actually didn't have the opportunity of postponing uh, the exam. And, uh, you know, after a conversation, I, I decided that it was best for me to ask for this exam to be postponed. And ultimately what that meant is that she would sit the exam at her exam date and I would do the exam probably with somebody else, but with the same piece at a later date. And this was an incredibly difficult decision because what it meant was that I had to admit that I was unable to do this. And ultimately that left me feeling like a fraud. Here I am having a a musical podcast I, I post on Instagram and I, I was going to speak to Benjamin Zander that week I think and I can hardly play or I could hardly play three blind mice without injuring myself and and that was really quite difficult to get over I have to say um, but I did and I what you need is rest usually to start with and then you do find a way around it and my way around it was and on to the more encouraging points discovering Penelope Roskell and her technique which is medically informed if you want to call it that it's ergonomic but it's also 
an incredible way of learning to play the piano because for me, what was one of the most encouraging points is that after I had started to adopt this technique uh, and I was learning Mozart Sonata K332 in F major which, and playing Mozart incidentally is a great way of recovering because it doesn't have too many octaves or octave passages, for instance, the hand is in quite a relaxed position. And I tell you, and I, I, I kid you not, that I was starting to be able to play Mozart and it, it, it wasn't difficult. And this is coming from someone who has always struggled with Mozart and Bach, but more Mozart, really to get that ease of expression and facility. And now with this technique, it has allowed me to be able to really relax into the music and to be able to play it simply, which is which is which is overwhelming so ultimately what that means is that i can play the piano better now than i could before i was injured whether or not you could say that injury was a path to improvement and whether i would recommend that people go through this i don't know i don't think i would uh, in fact i would just recommend that you learn this technique and skip out the injury but personally there is a part of me that feels like injury was a pathway to development. And that sounds, it sounds very strange. And I think though that people who go through, through things like this um, will understand, perhaps will sympathize. Uh, so that moving on, I, I think that that disappearance of the pain, incidentally, in the medium term, not waking up with pain in your hands is possibly one of the most uh, encouraging things that could happen. It was almost overnight. I'd say it was over a particular week uh, in June. And I have had the occasional relapse, but I mean, comparatively, it is, it's much, much better than it was. And I find that to be possibly one of the most encouraging things to come out of this as well. So advice, how do you avoid Injury. Well, injury often comes about by two things. Either it's at the piano or it's away from the piano. And it's not always obvious when it comes away from the piano because they're things that you do in your everyday life. And I will go into that because it's really important. But I'd like to cover some piano-centric pieces of advice just to uh, start off with them because I think they'd be most useful. I would recommend that you get Penelope Roskell's book, The Complete Pianist. It really emphasizes a natural way of playing. And what that means is using your limbs, your hands, your body at the piano in the same way that you do in everyday situations. So that from the way you move your whole arm and you don't keep your elbow stiff, for example, you keep your elbow loose and your wrist loose, generally any any joints should be loose and relaxed and then the way that you might decide to add pressure or on, on certain keys what have you the next thing is that you should practice for no more than 20 minutes at a time without taking a short break a short break might just mean two minutes but this really really made a massive difference for me because what it meant is that you, you put a timer on your phone 
You say, what do I want to achieve in 20 minutes? Okay, I'm going to work on my left hand. I'm going to do that for 20 minutes. The time runs out. Well, you relax your left hand, you maybe walk around, you read the score, you put some fingerings in the score. And then for the next 20 minutes, you do your right hand and it allows your left hand to have complete rest. And then maybe you take a five minute break after that. And then you can play with both hands. And suddenly you've got an hour of practice there where the risk of injury is drastically minimized. And it's been a very long time since now, since my arms or my hands have ever felt tired uh, because I'm not use, I'm not, I'm not necessarily tensing all of the muscles in my hands. I'm often just using gravity. And, and this is something that it would be much easier to explain with, with a visual element. Uh, but I think you'll just have to <laughs> take my word for it at the moment. And my final piece of advice, which is actually separate from the piano, it is how I believe I got injured, which was typing and using the mouse on my laptop for many, many, several thousand word essays. And this is really the curse uh, for, of a musician. Uh, so I would recommend that you just get a real normal keyboard, you get a normal mouse, Bluetooth, link it up to your laptop. Because technically what's happening when you use your laptop keyboard, which is often uh, quite a bit more uh, condensed, uh, you are putting your wrists into one position where the say the hands are in parallel and your elbows are sticking out to the side. And this is something called ulnar deviation. And this causes tension throughout the arms. Of course, you then move your fingers for several hours at a time in this position. And it's pretty much an inevitability that you become injured. And the mouse, for similar reasons, uh, a mouse, you might often bend your wrist in quite an exaggerated way to use a touchpad of your uh, laptop. Uh, whereas with a normal mouse, it's uh, quite a bit more relaxed. And this is what I do now. And I can honestly say that I think typing was why I got injured in the first place, which was then exacerbated by piano playing. But I don't really want to go into too much of the whole chronology of, of my personal injury. But I hope that just talking a bit about my worst experiences and my most encouraging experiences, that anybody going through injury who might be listening to this should just know that if you're suffering, see a doctor, get referred to a hand specialist, maybe get in touch with Penelope Roskell and her clinic, book a Zoom appointment and go from there. But don't work through the pain. Piano playing doesn't work like that and development doesn't work like that. It is something that really has to be healthy if you want a lifetime of studying the instrument. So thank you for listening and I hope to see you for season two.